Now I'm going to turn things back over to the host, Mark Weber, so we can start off hour two of this morning's edition of Garden Talk. Mark, good morning. What did you learn in the last hour of Garden Talk? To plant those trees so that I can stop sounding like this. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least work to help it more this time of year. I understand. Well, folks, the second hour of Garden Talk is going to be power-packed. We're going to have... Randy Tischer from Green Velvet Sod Farms and joining us and so much more. And open lines. If you've got a gardening question, we would love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290 as we begin the second hour of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Santini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we begin the second hour of what will be three great hours of great gardening advice right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. My name is Mark Weber, and I have been broadcasting Garden Talk now for 28 years, and I would love to be your personal gardening assistant in the next two hours. So if you've got a gardening question, Javon, our executive producer extraordinaire, is uh, keeping the ship afloat today, and he is happy to take your calls at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That would bring you into the Master Control Studios, where Javon is ready to take your calls. I'm ready to help you. And with whatever is going on in your gardening world today, we've got an answer. We've got a solution. Um, We've got a plan for you at 457-1290. Rich is not going to join us today because he's midst of some personal stuff so you're stuck with me this morning's monologue and we're going to hope that mccall Vrydag stops by in this hour of garden talk to talk a little bit about weather and our weekly discussions about weather and plants um i'm, I'm going to begin this morning's monologue with 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 a few powerful world words this morning as we begin today it only happens once a year <laughs> what is he talking about yeah um when you consider these numbers, spring, we have four seasons here in the great state of Ohio and most of the Midwest. We have spring, summer, and fall. And spring only comes once every 365 days, right? Right. And if you consider that the average person in 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 our society today really doesn't discover the the benefits of trees and plants and getting their hands dirty and going out and planting things and and enjoying them until they get into their late 20s or 30s and that the average person makes it to the age of 75 so you have basically 50 times 50 opportunities to enjoy spring 50 times to go out and get your hands dirty 50 times to go out and plant something and watch it grow 50 times to plant a tomato plant and enjoy its rich ripe fruit 50 times to plant carrots and watch them get big and long and orange or white or purple whatever cultivar you choose 50 times 50 times to plant a tree 50 times 
to mow the lawn and enjoy a freshly cut lawn. You put that into perspective, those are opportunities, those are gifts. And your opportunity to enjoy those gifts and be part of this thing called spring is happening today, right now, in your yard, in your landscape, and in your neighborhood. And my timely advice to you as we begin the second hour of Garden Talk is don't waste this opportunity. Don't waste this opportunity. Get out there and do it. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Statistically, people who garden are happier people. Okay. <laughs> Statistically speaking, people who go get dirty and, and work with their hands and improve the world in which they live um, have higher self-confidence levels and are healthier, happier people. Some of the most fascinating people that I've known in my life are people who have worked with plants and trees and landscaping their whole lives and probably know more uh, about the intricacies of a particular species or how plants grow and, and frankly know all the interactions. And I will say to you this morning, get out there and do it. Don't lose these opportunities because they only come once a year. Let's go to talk to Joe. Joe, good morning and uh, happy gardening. How can we help you today, Joe? Yeah, good morning. Um, I had a question. Uh, I got a little purple weed um, in bunches in my yard, and I went to Green Velvet and got some 1502 and applied it before the rain yesterday. And I wanted to know if that would kill it or do I have to move up a notch? Okay, what was in the 1502? Oh, shoot, I don't know. It was that Viper that they have. Okay, I think Viper, I think Viper Joe is a synthetic oxen. Okay, so one of the important pieces of this is you got to read the label. Mm -hmm. And the label is going to give you a precautionary statement about it, the, the use of this product in relationship to rainfall. Mm -hmm. So do you still have the package that you bought it in? I do. Okay, read the label, Joe. <laughs> okay. You know, it, tell and, me about about that specific weed. I'm sure. Well, what's what my point is, Joe? It's a broadleaf weed, okay? And broadleaf weeds are typically targeted by the use of synthetic auxins. Okay. So you need to read what the label says regarding when you apply and when you're first allowed to apply irrigation or when rainfall is allowed to hit it before it affects the effectiveness of that herbicide. Well, that's why I put it on before the rain came. And the label told you to do that, Joe? Yes, it did. Okay. Then I guess you're okay. Then if the label says that, Joe, then you're okay. Well, that sounds wonderful. Thanks for your advice. Okay, Joe. All right, bye. <laughs> Four five seven twelve ninety is the number of the dial, and uh, if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, I would love to speak to you about whatever is going on in your gardening world. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what the word pesticide means, because last week on Garden Talk there was some discussion about herbicides and pesticides. Um, pesticides, ladies and gentlemen, are 
products, materials that are used to control or kill pests. Um, a pest can be a fungus. A pest can be a weed. A pest can be a tree. A pest can be a nematode. A pest can be anything that's a targeted issue in your landscape or in your garden that's causing you problems. So within the framework of the word pesticide, we also have fungicides, which control funguses. Um, we have insecticides, which can control ins insects. We have arachnicides, which control things like spider mites. And then um, we have nematodes, which control nematodes. So keep in mind that when you use these types of products, is much like Joe, you have to read the label. And by reading the label, it provides you some insight of when to apply the product, how to apply the product, where to apply the pot product, and all of the precautionary things that you need to follow with the application of that product. If you don't follow the label, ladies and gentlemen, you'll end up with results that are less than likely to be a good positive outcome. So you're required by federal and state law, and I know people don't like to hear that, but you are required to read the label and follow the label um, prior to the use of any type of pesticide. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. And I would love to hear your voices today. Maybe you've got a question about uh, uh, pruning and uh, removing a tree. Maybe you've got a question regarding um, how to maintain and how to reduce the amount of uh, needle casts. A lot of Colorado blue spruces this year have been um, really damaged severely from the last few years from, from a disease called needle cast. And I would love to talk to you about that. If you've got a blue spruce or, uh, or maybe you got a pine tree that's lost a lot of needles, I'd like to talk to you about that problem because I like to kind of guide you down the roadways to see how it would be best to serve you on the best method to control um, that particular problem. And keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, in many cases, disease and insect problems that we have in turf grass as well as we have in uh, ornamental trees and shrubs many times can be controlled just by proper management of fertility and maintenance of those plants versus the use of um, products like herbicides and insecticides and fungicides. They're great products to use to assist you, but many times you can control those problems by good cultural practices. When we come back, we'll take your calls at 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Who Mary Taylor stands with should tell you a lot. For president, Taylor refused to endorse Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton. The co-chairman of the Republican National Committee said Taylor was missing in action during Trump's campaign. Mary Taylor stood with Barack Obama, supporting his expansion of Medicaid under Obamacare. And Taylor stood for bigger government when she voted for a $2 billion tax increase. You just can't trust Mary Taylor. Mike DeWine is the proven conservative for governor. He took on the Obama administration and won, stopping Obama's immigration plan, fighting against Obamacare. 
Mike DeWine endorsed Trump for president. He's fighting in court for the president's travel ban that will keep us safe and cracking down on sanctuary cities. That's why Mike DeWine has been endorsed by the Ohio Republican Party and Ohio Right to Life. Not Mary Taylor. Mike DeWine, the rock-solid conservative you can trust for governor. Paid for by DeWine, Houston for Ohio, Jennifer Best, Treasurer. Fox Lakers is our name. The much-awaited Hanging Basket Sale is here during our 59th annual Mother's Day Sale. Choose a flowering basket for mom starting at only $9.99. Bedding geraniums, buy one pack, get another pack free. Or give mom an elegant gift of roses. Choose from our large selection of three-gallon bushes. Come to Stockslager's Mother's Day Sale now through Sunday, May 13th. We're one mile west of New Lebanon on US 35. Stockslager's Green Garden Center. Could you retire sooner than you think and with greater financial security? Hello, I'm David Gaylor, president of Tradewinds Financial Group. I'm also the author of Income Allocation. You will learn strategies to create a dependable, sustainable, and predictable income stream for your retirement. You'll also learn critical information about the two risks you must manage for a successful retirement. Learn more about these strategies and give Tradewinds Financial Group a call. 800-385-0437. That's 800-385-0437. At McAfee, we strive to remain a leader in our industry by realizing you, the customer, comes first. We also know your time is valuable. You should never have to take time away from what matters to get an estimate on a new system for your home. So now, like never before, receive a price instantly using our online estimating tool at mcair.com. Any season, any time. McAfee. This is John Anderson, Republican candidate for Congress here in the 10th District, and I approve this message. All of you know our government swamp is totally broken, corrupt, and bankrupt. You cannot fix it by re-electing Mike Turner. He is a captive of special interests and lobbyists. Turner is out of touch. He stopped representing you years ago. I'm a 40-year Air Force career public servant, not a career politician. I will go to Washington to help President Trump clean the D.C. swamp. Please vote for John Anderson on Tuesday, May the 8th, and tell Mike Turner... You're fired. Paid for by John Anderson for Congress. Treasure Trove in the Dayton and Fairfield malls offers retired and popular collectibles. Disney, Hollywood, Barbie, Lego, Coke, NASCAR, Boyds, and many more. Enjoy nostalgia, pop culture? Visit Treasure Trove Collectibles in the Fairfield Commons Mall and our newest location in the Dayton Mall. Favorite thing about my mom is she's very selfless. She's our support of our family, kind of the rock. I don't know what I would do without her sometimes, actually. This Mother's Day, tell the women in your life how thankful you are for all they do. And show them the love with gifts from EDC and Gigi's Cupcakes. Unique jewelry starting at $99, plus great deals for that extra special woman. Birdstone jewelry, bracelets, necklaces, and other qualifying purchases receive Gigi's Cupcakes for that perfect day. It's true. If you haven't shopped EDC this Mother's Day, you're not done shopping yet. You know who and what you're voting for on May 8th? Listen Monday starting at 5 a.m. to Miami Valley's Morning News with Larry Hanskin for in-depth coverage of what you need to know about your ballot here in the Miami Valley here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It's 721, and in studio we have McCall Wrightags. And McCall, what's our weather going to be like the next uh, 24 hours or so? We're uh, mainly dry most of the area today, but I am watching some showers that are coming out of Kentucky that may bring in some wet weather for Dayton and Southeast. It's not going to be a lot of rain, but something that we'll keep an eye on for today, especially if you're going to be outside. It does look to be a little soaking for the Derby itself. So, so the horses are going to get wet today. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know what the rules are for you know how wet the ground can be in, 
getting them out to run the race itself. Um, but then we'll be dry locally later tonight. And then as we head towards tomorrow, there's a chance for a few uh, showers or storms later in the day. Um, I wanted to touch on lightning today. Okay. Um, one, it's a it's an invigorating topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, tell our listeners how lightning forms in the clouds okay. and how it's created so we can get a kind of a b- bit of background how lightning begins so in the cloud you have ice particles um, and they clash into one another especially when you get a pretty good strong updraft that creates a thunderstorm mm-hmm. as these ice particles bang into each other they create positive and negative charges um, you do have some of those charges that collect at the bottom of the cloud and of course they're trying to find uh, the opposite charge so that they can create that spark and it can be many things you can have a cloud to cloud strike where it's striking from one cloud to the next intra cloud lightning which is within the same cloud and then of course the strike that we're most uh, that we mostly know and that's where the cloud strikes uh, the ground trees you that's know. called sky to ground correct? yes yeah, yeah cloud to ground lightning yeah um in fact uh, meteorologist Kirstie Zantini just did a story on Thursday where she chatted with um four men that were struck, I think, something like 30 years ago when they were out on the golf course. And it sounded as though it wasn't a direct strike, but it was a ground strike, meaning it hit a tree and then traveled through the ground. And they had, back then, the golf cleats had the spikes, like the right. metal spikes. Right. And it went up them. Um, one guy was actually holding a club and it like left a burn mark on his chest. They were all knocked out by the strike. Fortunately, there was Dayton paramedics around the hole behind them, and they were able to come help these gentlemen. They all survived. Uh, some of them did have injuries, though, that were pretty bad. And, and, and I was sharing with you before we went on the air with lightning. Um, there's so many lightning strikes that hit hit the earth mm-hmm. every day. It's, it's remarkable. In yeah. fact, um, if your tree gets struck by lightning, it's not the end of the world. The vast majority of lightning strikes that strike trees are... Um, events that cause the tree to die. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are what we call hot strikes and cold strikes. And a hot strike is a direct strike where um, there's no grounding and the tree literally just gets blown the smithereens. Right. I think in my career, I've seen it probably three or four times. And it is fascinating. Right. To it just see blows it. up. It just blows apart. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the rest of them typically are, they hit the tree, the tree goes, it, the lightning goes down a part of the tree, follows kind of where the water stream is in mm-hmm. the tree. So for example, in oaks, which are um, ring porous trees, meaning they have these big vesicles on okay. the inside, you'll get these almost like a ski uh, runner blown out of the tree. Because mm-hmm. I've seen pictures, yeah. Of that. Yeah, versus um, um, a diffuse porous tree, which has more of its uh, water content spread around the tree. Mm-hmm. You you'll get the, the damage tends to be greater mm-hmm. because the water is over a larger area mm-hmm. of the sap of the sapwood. Right. So it's important that if your tree gets struck by lightning, to have it inspected to determine how deep and how much damage it's been done. And sometimes you won't know what the long-term effects of that lightning strike is for probably two to three years some in some cases because of the depending on you know you right. got literally 60,000 volts of electricity yeah, running right through it it t- took a second and a half to go through and it will fry parts of the living you know meristematic mm-hmm. um, tissue 
Um, so I think it's important for everybody out there to realize that if you get if you have a lightning strike, we have lots of them this mm-hmm. time of year. It's not the end of the end of the planet, right? But it's also a good thing to have your trees inspected. Yeah, and but also lightning, while could be damaging to your trees, mm-hmm. we were talking about this just a few minutes ago, lightning actually helps things to grow. Yeah, it makes nitrogen. Yeah, so you've got oxygen and nitrogen that's in the atmosphere. And the heat of the lightning actually helps these molecules to combine and they create something called nitrates which is what we have in fertilizer right uh so the nitrates are formed in the air and then you get the rain and the nitrates hitch a ride and they come down in the rain and they help to fertilize your grass and your garden so that's why typically after a really good lightning thunderstorm you're going to see your grass growing yeah exactly exactly so there's a benefit there's Mm -hmm. a benefit to lightning as well yeah McCall, thank you so much for stopping by. Um, did, did you pick a horse for the Derby yet? I didn't. You know, I was actually just online because I felt like I'm behind the eight ball and I was trying to see what all the horses' names were so <laughs> that I could pick one. Did you pick one? Um, I've got two or three. That I'm not going to mention names. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Of those sporting events that I will literally sit down and watch, the Kentucky yeah. Derby is one. Like I said, I hope it doesn't get rained out. I, I don't know what they would do if it's really wet. We'll, we'll soon see. find out. We will. The time <laughs> McCall, will come. McCall, it's good to talk to you. <laughs> you thanks too. thanks at all, always for stopping by. Of course. Thank you. 457-1290. Let's head back to the telephone lines once again. And let's go talk to John. John, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Well, thank you, Mark. I have a uh, two-part uh, pruning question for you. Sure. I have some knockout roses and uh, I don't know the variety exactly. And uh, I've noticed some really great growth at ground level, and the stalks are about three to three and a half feet high, and there's really nothing there. I was wondering if I said just prune those right down to the new growth, or should I just uh, be patient? Um, well, first of all, what you've got, the part that's dead is dead. <laughs> okay? It's not okay. gonna it's not gonna come back by immaculate conception. So let's be clear. Um, what, what I would suggest is you remove the dead to promote the living to live. Okay. Keep in mind that roses are one of these plants that can't make up their mind if they're a perennial or a woody shrub. And in hard winters, they typically die down a lot. That's one of the reasons why you'll always hear me talk about not pruning your roses in September and October and November. Because you need all that foliage above ground, all those stem tissue above ground to promote to insulate your crown from winter kill because a lot of roses need to be pruned hard in the spring okay that's that's good uh secondly i have some uh, hydrangea and they were here before i planted the house uh really haven't been flowering and um not sure if they're uh flower from the old wood or the new and i'm wondering again should i prune these back so the question is when do they bloom uh, they're more um, summer bloom. So late summer, like August, no, July, early, August, or early early summer, like June. Yeah, Juneish. Okay, probably you're blooming on last year's buds. Okay. So it's going to be important to identify which species of hydrangea you have. Okay. So that you can better know when to prune, because there are many different varieties of hydrangeas. <laughs> Types of hydrangeas, and if you prune them at the wrong time, you will lose the flowers. Thanks for the call, John. Have a great weekend. 
And thanks for being part of Garden Talk. More Garden Talk after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 730. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following. Cops not saying much about the future of an investigation into a missing person in Miamisburg. A pleasant start to the weekend with a chance for showers nearby. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Now, WHIO triple team traffic as of right now looking all clear out there throughout the Miami Valley. We're not seeing any major accidents or slowdowns that you'll need to worry about this morning. And it's our top story in Miamisburg. Cops not disclosing any new information about a person of interest in the case that has garnered a lot of attention over the last few days, especially the search for Chelsea Coe. Coe disappeared late last year and investigators are digging on a property hoping to find some evidence. Miamisburg Police Chief John Sedlak told us after the second day of searching, investigators collected evidence on Tuesday, but on Thursday... We did not come up with anything of real evidentiary value today. WHIO Sean Cudahy says cops are not telling whether or not they'll continue searching that property. Well, Dayton cops are starting to think that they do have their man in a string of fires that began in November. Cops say 30-year-old John Searles admitted to setting six separate arson fires in the Twin Towers, Burkhart, and Old North Dayton neighborhoods. Searles was arrested on Wednesday on unrelated charges. WHIO's Ron Otto says bond is set for $25,000. Well, Stevens High School Allied Health working to raise money and spread awareness today. The Color for Cancer 5K happening from 1130 until 2 at Island Metro Park. That run has over 30, uh, 60 people, that is, signed up for the race that's going to grow, focus primarily on five different types of cancer. Part of that money will be used in gift baskets for Dayton Children's Pediatric Cancer Patients. And our t- now we're going to take a look at the forecast with meteorologist McCall Vrydags. For today, some high clouds will linger with us. Temperatures this morning starting in the 50s, eventually to about 75 this afternoon. We'll watch a system passing to our south that may bring a few passing showers in our far southeastern counties. The rest of us expected to stay dry. Tonight, lingering clouds will fall back to the 50s. We're into the mid-70s again tomorrow. We're seeing sunshine in the morning and storms developing later in the day. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydags in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95. The latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is all clear. It's beautiful out there from our studio here in South Main Street, seeing lots of sunshine. It's 48 degrees in Troy, 51 in Springfield, and 52 in Dayton at 733. I'm Jonah Adi on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. With 80 hydrangeas in his yard, Cleve might be considered extreme, even by other plant geeks. This is John from Nolwood Garden Center. Hydrangeas have come a long way since Grandma's favorite varieties. Now there's ones for sun or shade, short or tall, all summer bloomers, and ones with monstrous sized blooms. If you're a hydrangea lover, stop by and let Cleve introduce you to some of our new varieties for spring. You don't need 80, maybe just one. Noah Garden Center and Landscaping in Beaver Creek, we're gardeners just like you. Some plants are subtle, others scream for attention. Geraniums ooze with nostalgia. A back-in-time look perfect for today's gardens. This week, geraniums in 4.5-inch pots are just $4.99. 
you save a dollar on every one. Red, white, pink, or purple, geraniums bring a cottage look to window boxes, pottery, and wicker. Send your garden back to the future during Knollwood's geranium sale. Only this week at Knollwood, Knollwood Garden Center in Beaver Creek, where gardeners just like you. Mommy's really special. She does a lot for me. She's the best mommy in the whole world. I just love her so much. I can't wait to give her a present. Something from the heart. The gift from the heart is never forgotten. That's why Jane's Free Jewelers goes the extra mile to help you find the perfect Mother's Day gift. So come to our special Mother's Day show on Thursday, May 10th from 4 to 8 p.m. You can save 20% on designers like Roberto Coyne, Marco Pichigo, Mickey Moto, and many more. Come to James Free and save 20% on beautiful designer jewelry during our special Mother's Day show on Thursday, May 10th. Some exclusions apply. Please see store for details. And no other jewelry store in the area has a better selection of certified diamonds than James Free Jewelers. Find the perfect gift for the perfect mom at James Free Jewelers, 3100 Fire Hills Avenue in Kettering. Once you shop for mom at James Free, you'll never shop anywhere else. This is Clark Howard. If breaking news happens, we break in anytime. How can you grow a better lawn? Let's go in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Sod Farms on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, Mr. Tisher. Good morning, Mark. <laughs> I have to tell you. <laughs> you know, yeah. some things happen for a reason, and sometimes okay. they happen when they do, because I just laugh my rear end off here while I was do- doing this for 28 years. This guy yeah. this guy called Garden Talk this morning, and he, and he, and he bought some stuff from, from Green Velvet, and, he, and it rained, and he was wondering if it still worked. And so I asked him the question. I said, "Did you read the label?" Well, yeah. It says apply when it's apply when it's going to get wet. I said, "Really?" And then so I, um, Fred, the official observer of Garden Talk, sends me a link link to the your website, and there yeah. is Viper. And then it says on uh, third bullet point must be applied to a wet leaf for optimum control it doesn't say doesn't say must be rained upon after control it says must be applied for a wet leaf for optimal control and again he says he claimed he read the label obviously he didn't so here we are (laughs) reading that label is a lot of work mark it's just a lot it's a lot easier just to open the bag and just throw it on the lawn and, and worry about it later you know that but uh, yeah, you're talking about broadleaf weed control, and and a lot of people, a lot of especially a lot of the do-it-yourselfers, a lot of a lot of people that take care of their own lawn, use the the second step in a lawn care program. Where we ought to be done with the first step. We ought to be done with the pre-emergent application. That should have been a while ago. And uh, and now here in May is uh, is usually the time uh, for uh, for the, uh, the the second application. That, and usually it is a fertilizer with a herbicide attached to the fertilizer particle the, and uh, and it, it sort of goes against everything I tell people uh, throughout the, the whole season I tell people to, to be safe uh, with all other applications apply them to a, uh, your yard when the leaf is dry uh, that will make sure that uh, uh, you won't burn the yard uh, uh, fertilizer has salt to it and when the when the fertilizer particle uh, touches the wet leaf of the plant, 
and sticks to it, it can draw moisture out of the plant. But the second application, uh, broadleaf fertilizer, the weed and feed, as everybody calls it, uh, that only works well when you apply it to a wet leaf. And, uh, and so many times people will buy the weed and feed and apply it to their lawn and then say, oh, that weed and feed stuff, it didn't work. Uh, and most often the reason it didn't work is they applied it to a dry leaf uh, or it uh, or it rained right after they applied it. Uh, it really needs to apply to a wet leaf and then just let stick to that wet leaf for the day so that that herbicide that's attached to that little particle can sort of uh, move into that, uh, that that broadleaf weed and do its thing. Kill the broadleaf weed, and and then you'll get uh, you get a nice lawn. But but that's the only application that that I would ever uh, recommend applying to a wet leaf. And uh, well, and Randy, let, that, yeah, and let's back yeah, up for a minute. I think it's important for our listeners to understand is that these materials, um, in particular of broadleaf weed controls, are synthetic oxins. And how they okay. work internally is is they provide basically a dose of of hormones that kills the plant. And yeah. for that dose of hormone to have adequate dosage to provide a termination of that plant's living biological systems, it has to be an adequate dose, meaning if you don't give it enough dose or the right amount of dose, it's not going to do the job in which it's intended to do. Yeah, I'll buy that. So the case of, 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 of like the Viper, um, that material has to be absorbed through the leaf. It has to be absorbed through the stem material to go to the cellular level where it's going to cause for the massive amount of cell division by um, the overproduction of, of auxins. And so... Ladies and gentlemen, what we're trying to say to you is that these materials need an avenue. In the case of having a wet leaf, is that avenue to provide that control? That's exactly right. Mr. Tischer, as always, as you and I have always said, read the label. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to admit, Mark, I even... Uh... I even sometimes want to just grab the bag or grab the drag the jug and just go. But uh, I have seen so many times when uh, when a customer does that and then shows me the picture of the of the dead yard uh, after they uh, after they apply whatever they applied and it does its damage and then they look at me and that sheepish grin and say, "Well, you know, I know I didn't read the label or I didn't take the time to measure out exactly what they told me. I just sort of poured it out and." And did my thing, and uh, and that it, uh, it usually doesn't uh, it usually doesn't work out very well when you do that. So uh, mm-hmm. I just uh, wanted to talk about broadleaf weed control. It uh, it's so easy to do it the right way, and you know the nicest way to do this these applications is early in the morning. Yep. Uh, when there's a dew on the ground, uh, when you don't have rain in the forecast uh, for the day, get out in the morning and uh, and apply that to the to the wet leaf of the plant, and then uh, then let it do its thing that day. Mr. Tischer, you are always welcome on Garden Talk. You do a great job telling our listeners all about why it matters, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Oh, by the way, are you betting? Yeah, are, you, are you betting on any horses today? Well, you know, sometimes my mother comes up with little, uh, little uh, horse race uh, uh, schemes, bets. You know, gets the family involved. So. Uh, I don't know what she's got in mind, but uh, I love watching horses. But my grandmother always would bet on the gray horses. Whatever the horse, if there's a gray horse in the 
in the race, that was what she was betting on, no matter what its 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 record was. Yeah. Uh, but uh, either a gray horse or a, a horse with a name that rang a bell. Uh, I'm not really into serious horse racing. <laughs> I understand, sir. I'm the same way. I just like to see him run around the track and and everybody with their fancy hats on. To me, that's that's fun enough to watch. Well, Mr. Yeah, you know, and I heard you guys talking about it. I guess it's going to rain down there. I think they run that race no matter what the what the weather's like. Rain, snow, sleet, hail, whatever it does, that's what they're going to run it with. Probably except lightning. I wouldn't think they would run it with the lightning. So, Mr. Nah, you're probably right. Mr. Tischer, as always, take care, and we will talk to you next week. Talk to you. Yep. Well, you got a deal. Thanks, Mark. You bet. Bye-bye. You've been in the grass with Randy Tisher of Green Velvet Zod Farms. Our Ask the Expert phone lines are open to answer your gardening and landscape questions. Call Mark Weber at 457-1290. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, an update in the next hour of Garden Talk, we're going to do What Plan I Am. With your opportunity to win a $25 gift card to Nolwood. Before that, let's head back to the telephone lines at 457-1290. Let's go talk to Deborah in Fairborn. Deborah, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Happy spring. Thank you. Good morning to you. Hey, I, I had two questions. I'm sorry, I told the young man I had one. But first, I it seemed like every time I plant uh certain plants in the front or even the back, uh, they die. And I was wondering, do grubs eat certain plants and leave certain plants alone? Highly unlikely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and grubs, then, think think of grubs, and we talked about this in the first hour of Garden Talk this morning. Grubs, that, and, and, and this is an important statement I'm going to make, um, you're going to see all kinds of TV commercials right now telling you that about applying mm-hmm. grub control right now, and it's not the time. Let's just okay. be completely, perfectly, frankly clear. Scientifically, it is not the appropriate time. Um, and, and, and Deborah, the flowers that you're planting that are dying, are these annuals or perennials? Or kind of give me a clue what kind of plants they are. Okay. Uh, please excuse me. Which one is it that comes back every year? Is it the annual or the perennial? Perennials come back per- every year. Okay. Well, if they're perennials. Okay. And do we know what the names of those perennials are? Uh, one is uh, Shasta daisies. Okay. And and when you plant Shasta daisy, Deborah, is, tell me about the place you're planting. Is it full sun or shade or part shade? Yes, absolutely. Full Sun. Full sun. Okay. And when you buy the plants, you're buying them in containers or bare root or how are you buying them? Uh, container. Okay. Um, when you when you go to plant them, um, tell me what you do in soil and bed preparation. I, um, uh, well, it, the, the soil seems pretty good because I, I've purchased, I've, I have other plants growing around them. Uh, it's nice and dark, rich soil. I also um, uh, sprinkle, I think, compota. I'm sorry. They look like little seeds, uh, but it's fertilizer that looks fertilizer that looks like little seeds. Yeah, pelleted like a pelleted fertilizer. Yes, yes, sir. Um, and water it. 
and okay. everything else seems to grow. It's just the shafts don't grow, and then. Tell me how they, tell me, I know these are hard questions, but it's helping me give you some advice, okay? Tell me what they look like when they die. They just simply seem to shrivel up. Okay, okay. The plant, the whole plant seems to just shrivel up. Okay, and you're in Fairborn, right? Correct. Okay. And I, I've, I've placed two times, I've placed two different Shasta plants in the same spot, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, the same thing happens every time. I'm going to ask you one last question. Sorry for so many questions, but one last question. Yes. When's the last time you did a soil test? Oh, God I, damn, my Mark Weber did it again. He asked me that question that I know, I know, I know. That's okay. It's okay. You haven't done one, right? Right. Okay. I've never did one. Okay, this is why. This okay. is why soil testing matters. You're your prime example of why soil testing matters. Okay. The, the pH requirement for Shasta Daisy is 6.5. Mm-hmm. I will tell you from the, the hundreds of soil tests that I have ever read from Fairborn, Ohio, I have never seen a Fairborn, Ohio soil test much, much lower than 7.2 to 7.3. Shasta Daisy needs 6.5. So what that tells me is Shasta Daisy is a plant that likes to live in acidic soil conditions. Oh. So I think part of your issue may be the fact that the soil is so high in alkalinity that the availability of probably phosphorus is going to be really, really limited. Even with supplemental fertilizer, it's going to be really, really limited and a few other nutrients as well. So this is kind of one of these things where a soil test for what you probably spent in Shasta Daisies would have paid for the soil test by now. Oh, okay, well, look, with that, with that same uh, theory or reasoning apply to having hydrangea plants, keeping them, I, I want to keep it blue. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. yeah, because hydrangea, one of the things that people will do is add add or add alkalinity or add acidity to macrophile or the large leaf hydrangeas to produce those large real pink blooms or those real blue blooms. Mm-hmm. And that's only by a full percentage point. So for example, people who live like I say in Boston, Massachusetts that want their hydrangeas that are typically blue to be pink, they'll add lime to them. But again, they're working with pHs of around four or five to 6.5. Okay, so, so so in your think, case in your case what I'm trying to say is you're on the other end of the spectrum here kid I mean you're 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 you are really 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 sweet soil so growing you know hydrangea particularly and maintaining it's going to be difficult particularly macrophyllas Shasta daisy unless you acidify the soil to a certain degree the only way you would know what to acidify it to mm-hmm. is to do a salt test because I can't tell you without doing a soil test. Because I think you've, I think part of your issue is the knowing, understanding the the chemical content of your soil. And and how do I go about trying to locate someone to do there's, a soil? Test? There's different companies that do soil testing. Like my firm does soil collection and testing, and then we write okay. these really detailed reports about how to manage. Your condition, but I think I think the problem you've got is you've got a soil that may not be adaptable for Shasta Daisy. 
Okay. Okay, All but right. there may, may not to say that you can't do it. I'm saying yeah. is you could probably do it do it if you modify the soil, amend it, probably lower the pH by doing some things to it to to lower the pH. Mm-hmm. But right now, the way it stands, you're not there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you so so much. Thank you, and have a good rest of your day. Okay. Yes, sir. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. When we come back, we're going to talk to Greg about his roses. We're going to talk to you at four five seven twelve ninety, and give you some insight on having the best landscape and garden ever on AM twelve ninety. And News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Who Mary Taylor stands with should tell you a lot. For president, Taylor refused to endorse Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton. The co-chairman of the Republican National Committee said Taylor was missing in action during Trump's campaign. Mary Taylor stood with Barack Obama, supporting his expansion of Medicaid under Obamacare. And Taylor stood for bigger government when she voted for a $2 billion tax increase. You just can't trust Mary Taylor. Mike DeWine is the proven conservative for governor. He took on the Obama administration and won, stopping Obama's immigration plan, fighting against Obamacare. Mike DeWine endorsed Trump for president. He's fighting in court for the president's travel ban that will keep us safe and cracking down on sanctuary cities. That's why Mike DeWine has been endorsed by the Ohio Republican Party and Ohio Right to Life. Not Mary Taylor. Mike DeWine, the rock-solid conservative you can trust for governor. Paid for by DeWine Houston for Ohio, Jennifer Best Treasurer. If keeping up the beauty of your home, lawn, and landscape is at the top of your to-do list, you're in good company. Hi, this is Randy with Green Velvet Sod Farms, and we are the spring season's biggest fan because, for us, it means all things outside your window will be waking up and showing off their natural green beauty, including your lawn. Since 1959, Green Velvet has been your trusted local supplier of Ohio's most beautiful Kentucky bluegrass and turf-type tall fescue sod. You can count on us to provide you with products to keep your landscape healthy and thriving with our top-quality grass seeds, fertilizers, weed control products, and much more. But quality products are just the tip of the grass blade here at Green Velvet. We've built our business on relationships with people who trust the knowledge and advice of our team of turf professionals. Visit one of our four Dayton or Columbus locations or online at greenvelvet.com for solutions to your specific lawn care needs. It's easy to be green with Green Velvet. Your local in-the-grass experts for 59 years and growing. Paid for by Love It for Ohio. Now the news. The politician lied. Caught in a lie. When will the line stop? It's news we hear over and over. Too many politicians lie. But it was still a surprise when it happened here. Politician Bud O'Brien lied. The Troy News told the story. Commissioner O'Brien lied to prosecutors during an investigation into misuse of taxpayer money. If we can't trust Bud O'Brien here, how can we trust him in Columbus? We can do better. This is George Lovett. I'm not a politician. I'm ready to earn your trust. And I'm running for state representative because I share your conservative values. I'll fight for smaller government and less spending. And I'll tackle the heartbreak of the opioid crisis in our community. Polls say Americans want new leadership. Vote conservative Republican George Lovett for state representative. 
David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. In 2011, we built our first outdoor columbarium, and in 2015, completed our second. You may be asking, what is a columbarium? A columbarium is a chamber or wall in which urns containing cremations are stored. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. The future's coming fast, so Spectrum's getting faster. Hey, there's going to be billions of connected devices in the next few years. Someone's got to power this stuff. That's why Spectrum is accelerating internet speed starting at 100 megs across their fiber-powered network to keep everything, and that means everything, connected. So bring on the next big thing, and the next big thing after that. Spectrum is here to power it. Are you ready for what's next? Spectrum. Think forward. To learn more, visit Spectrum.com. Finally, a new staffing solution. JP Management Group. JP means just professionals. And with JP Management Group, professionals are exactly what you'll get. JP Management delivers the brightest achievers and best performers, freeing upper management to excel at what they do best. We recruit, conduct background checks and drug tests, and we deliver professional employees that are the perfect fit for you. Boost your company's productivity and reduce heavy turnover, all while saving time and money. Hire just professionals with JP Management Group. For more details, go to jpmanagementgroup.com. Chuck, what we realized was your plan gives us peace of mind because we have a guarantee never to lose money against the market again. So that means security for us. Our accounts grow tax-free and we can access our money tax-free. What more could you possibly want? Chuck Oliver of the Hidden Wealth Solution will get your retirement on track. Visit retirementprotected.com. That's retirementprotected.com. The first annual Vintage Ohio South Wine Festival is coming to the Clark County Fairgrounds in Springfield on May 12th. Come sample wines and purchase bottles to go from 16 Ohio wineries. Enjoy live music while shopping the local artisans. Tantalize your taste buds with foods from local food trucks and restaurant vendors. This is an indoor event, so rain or shine, we will be there pouring spectacular wine. Purchase your advance tickets for $25 on Eventbrite or visit ohiowines.org. Tickets available at the door for $30. He's been a favorite for many years. Great traffic reporter. I grew up listening to him. Helping you get to work and get home for over three decades. Dayton's most trusted traffic authority is Sergeant Mark Bowen on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. It's 756. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. For today, some high clouds will linger with us. Temperatures this morning starting in the 50s, eventually to about 75 this afternoon. We'll watch a system passing to our south that may bring a few passing showers in our far southeastern counties. The rest of us expected to stay dry. Tonight, lingering clouds will fall back to the 50s. We're into the mid-70s again tomorrow. We're seeing sunshine in the morning and storms developing later in the day. I'm meteorologist McCall Vrydax in the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIL. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows overcast skies. We're resting at 52 degrees on the station that you depend on for weather traffic and garden talk. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290. Let's head back to the telephone lines and let's go talk to Greg. Greg, good morning and uh, welcome to the spring of 2018. It is a good morning, Mark. 
Hey, how are you, Dr. Greg? Marvelous. Just marvelous. Good, sir. How can I help you? Hmm? I cut the rose. I have a climbing rose on my arbor, and I cut it back a few weeks ago. Okay. And I can't tell if what's coming is the rootstock or if it's the climber. Okay. It looks really, really Was Was this originally a grafted rose, Greg? Yes. Okay. So what you're going to have with a grafted rose is you're going to have a rootstock that was grafted to a scion variety, and that's the variety that you bought, okay? And that rootstock's job is to provide uh, winter hardiness, and that's also to provide a certain amount of maybe in some cases disease and insect protection. So if you looked at the base where the where the roots are at and the top of the plant is you're going to see a round heart kind of a round shaped ball that swollen round shaped ball is the actual root graft is the graft between the rootstock and the scion variety and if the st- the new growth is coming from below the ball or from below the swelling then it is reverted back to its rootstock well that's what it looks like well, you got a dead rose. All right. Pick out a variety <laughs> of climbing rose for me. Oh, my gosh. I, I like ones that are on their own roots. Ah. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of English roses, the Rugosa roses. I, I like them because they're on their own roots. They produce these amazing double blooms. Um, I, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of grafted roses just from the simple fact is that so, so finicky and, and you, and, and you always have the likelihood of failure with wintertime. Just plant a rose with on its own roots, Dr. Greg, and you'll have a happy rose ending. Okay. Yes, sir. Take care, Mr. Greg. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for hour number two of Garden Talk. We'd love to hear your voices in hour number three. Open lines at 457-1290 as we continue with this week's edition of Garden Talk. Don't forget as well, during the week, you can always reach out to me at area code 937-835-3381 or at weberlandscaping.com on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.